I, I tell you guys all the time that I didn't grow up going to church, right? And um, there's certain things uh, about that truth that um, were manifested in my life when I was younger in particular that were kind of weird in some ways. That you, if, those of you that went to church your whole lives, you probably don't get this. But for people like me that, that didn't grow up going to church, one of, the, one of the things that I had to figure out when I accepted Christ into my heart as Lord and Savior when I was about 17 years old um, was what does my life look like or what's it supposed to look like from this day forward? And I didn't know. I didn't know what a Christian life should be. So I just kind of played it by ear. I'd get up in, in the morning and I'd say, Lord... What are we doing today? It was really that simple. And then I would keep my eyes peeled for God to show up. Doesn't that sound simple and silly? Let me tell you how, what happened. When I'd get up in the morning and I'd say, Lord, what are we doing today? And I'd keep my eyes peeled, waiting for Him to show up. He would. Sometimes He would show up um, in, the, in my devotions. Like I'd read a, a Bible passage. And everything was new to me, by the way. So every, and I'd read something, and I'd go, my mind would be blown for the day. And I think, Lord, you showed up in that. And some days he would show up um, in a conversation that I was having with um, somebody, or he would show up when I was serving him by serving others. And he would show up in the midst of my pain, too. That, that was one thing I discovered. Uh, I kind of had this idea when I was young that once I accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior, that from that point on, everything would be great. And I've discovered that, that He never promised that, by the way. That once you accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, He doesn't promise that all the problems go away or that, that sin stops occurring in the world or in me. <laughs> what He promises is that every step of the way, He'll show up if you want Him to. Um. I loved it the most when he showed up in my pain. Now, I share all that with you this morning because um, guests or visitors let you know where we've been the last few weeks here at Prairie Bible. We have been, uh, we do two times a year, we do an all-church study um, that is Scripture-based, uh, but it, it's, it's thematic. And this, this fall, we've been doing a study called What's So Spiritual About Your Gifts? And as I was studying for that this week, this chapter's um, title is uh, The Adventure of Obedience. Now, what does that mean? Um, well, if I were to interpret that title for you, basically what I believe the author was trying to say is that when a person accepts Christ as their Lord and Savior, um, you, when you live your life walking in the Spirit with the Holy Spirit that dwells within you, right? With expecting God to show, that every day, every moment of every day has the potential anyway to be an adventure. It's an adventure because you don't know what to expect. Just like, remember earlier when I was saying, you know, I get up every day and I say, what are we going to do today? It was an adventure for me because I never knew from one moment to the next what was going to happen on that day or in that moment on that day. Now, I thought that that title was a perfect uh, definition of my early walk with Christ, Christ, except for one thing. I, the word obedience. So the title of the chapter is The Adventure of Obedience. That word never 
came into the equation for me when I was young. Um, and I'll tell you why. Primarily, it was because in my mind back then, and it's changed since then, by the way, but in my mind back then, the word obedience would have been um, associated with you got to do something that you really don't want to do just because you know it's the right thing to do. Right? You know what I mean? So, that, and that's the way I believe most Christians actually live their lives. Uh, I'm going to do the right thing because it's the right thing. Not because I necessarily want to, or I'm going to go in this direction because it's the right direction, but I'd rather go in that direction. But because I'm obedient to Jesus, I'll go in this direction. Uh, well, Though there's truth in that, I want this morning, I want to challenge, if that's your perception of what life in Christ walking in the Spirit is, obedience like, I'm obliged to be obedient. If that is the way you perceive the Christian life, I want to challenge you to set that aside for just a moment this morning and consider this possibility. That life with Jesus, walking in the Spirit, is not an obligation, but a privileged adventure. And this morning, I'm going to give you a biblical example of what a privileged adventure looks like. Okay? Do you have your Bibles? If you don't, that's okay. We got all kinds of Bibles. We're a church. Open them up to John chapter 1. The Gospel of John chapter 1. In John chapter 1, you will notice, as you were opening it up to that, you'll notice there's a lot of things that are happening in John chapter 1. Things that, if you haven't read John chapter 1 for a while, you probably should. Obviously, I'm not going to preach on the whole chapter, but let me give you an overview of some of the most important things that are happening in John chapter 1. What we have uh, occurring in John chapter 1, especially as you get towards the middle and then towards the end, is Jesus is baptized and almost immediately um, John the Baptist proclaims Jesus to be the Lamb of God. So Jesus is baptized and He is proclaimed by John the Baptist to be the Lamb of God. And from that moment on, every moment of His life uh, was the greatest adventure in history. And it was the adventure of saving the world. Now, Jesus is God, right? And because Jesus is God, He could have went and fulfilled this adventure on His own. He didn't need anybody to join Him on the adventure to fulfill the purpose of the adventure, which was to save the world. But because Jesus is God, He also desires to be in relationship with His kids, with you. So, while on this adventure, Jesus invited people just like you and me to join Him on the adventure. And one of the people that... Um, Jesus invited to go on the adventure with him was a guy named Nathaniel. Now, who was Nathaniel? If I were to give you a character profile of this guy named Nathaniel, um, I would describe him like this to you. He was a straight shooter. Nathaniel was a, he was not politically correct. He, um, 
he was the kind of guy that I just described to you a moment ago. He's the kind of guy that would have done the right thing because it was the right thing, because he was just that kind of guy, right? He just, he said what, it, what he said. He was simple, authentic Nathaniel. <laughs> so, one day, it says here in John chapter 1, that Nathaniel is walking up to Jesus. And this is in verse 47, you got it? In verse 47, it says, Nathaniel's coming towards Jesus. Jesus sees him coming, and he says, Behold! An Israelite in whom there is no guile or deceit. Basically, translation, straight shooter. That's what he's saying there. That's what guile means. When in, in whom there is no deceit means he, just, he, he is who he is. You get what you get when you see that's who he is, right? And he says, behold, an Israelite in whom there is no guile. And, and Nathaniel, being who he is, says, how do you know who I am? And he probably said it with that attitude, because remember, he is who he is. And Jesus says, he says, Before Philip called you to come see me, I saw you sitting under a fig tree. Now, that sounds so simple, doesn't it? I mean, that statement. Like, Before Philip called you, I saw you sitting under a fig tree. Well, that very simple statement, you may have seen that, that, um, that episode of The Chosen. That, so, it, that blows Nathaniel's mind, right? He's going, whoa! How did this guy know that I was sitting under a fig tree? This guy is something special, right? And he proclaims, he says, Rabbi, you must be teacher, you must be the Son of God. At which time, and this is where I'm going to start, doesn't necessarily say this, but I suspect Jesus chuckled at that. Like he goes, he goes Nathaniel, you, you're impressed? You believe because I saw you sitting under a fig tree? Dude! Way cool version. You think that's cool? You're going to see things that are way cooler than that. I've got an adventure for you that's going to blow your mind. Come, follow me. Listen to me now, everybody. Because here's the good news. Jesus is saying that to you too. He's saying to you, Stop seeing this as an obligation. Stop putting your God into this little box and expecting Him, well if, I, uh, well, if I'm a Christian, I'll just do what I'm obliged to do. Stop doing that. Stop living like that. Jesus is saying, you're go I'm calling you on an adventure that's going to blow your mind. Every moment of every day could blow your mind if you're living it with me. If you're, if you're in relationship with me, if you are walking in the Spirit, Every moment of every day is filled with potential. Every moment of every day, God could show up and change you and change the world. Do you understand that? This is a big, big deal. And if the church of Jesus Christ would believe that, what Jesus says to Nathaniel. Not only would the church be transformed, 
but the world would be too. That is the truth. This year, here at Prairie Bible, my wife Lisa, I'm not sure where she's at. Where are you at, Lisa? She's hiding. Lisa. Lisa and I um, taught a class here at Prairie Bible for some of the students in our church that we called Equip. And we call it Equip because it was our, the intention of this class is to provide tools to our students that, um, that they would need to live the Christian life. And all the things that, that we taught, the topics that were taught, they're all important. Because I wouldn't have taught them if they weren't important. But, none of them compare to this. Do you want, desire to have an intimate relationship with Jesus? And do you want to walk in the Spirit? All those other things that we, we, that we learn in the class, that's, that's good stuff. And I'm, glad, and I'm hoping that you will use them. This, these tools in your toolbox, right? But none of them compare to do you want to desi- and desire an intimate relationship with Jesus? And are you willing to walk in the Spirit? Because the good news is He wants all of those things for you. And if you want an intimate relationship with Jesus and are willing to walk in the Spirit, being obedient to the Spirit, not because you're obliged to, but because you get to, it will rock your world. That's my my hope and my prayer for you, all you guys. My hope and my prayer for you is that you will get up every day and you'll say, what are we going to do today, God? And that it will become every moment of every day will be an adventure. That's what I hope. That's what I pray for. And by the way, I pray for you every day. It's truth.